Welcome to episode 39 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, we cover the Orwellian sci-fi classic 1984 from 1984. Big Brother's watching. Welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. I am Maddie, And I'm Kyle. And before we start this, I'd like to uh, say a poem, if I can. Sing until your lungs hurt. Dance until your feet hurt. Act until your John hurt. <laughs> nice. Uh, on tonight's episode, yes, we are talking about the John Hurt classic. <laughs> 1984 from 1984. Not to give anything away, but he is so good in this movie, right? Yeah, he's, he's pretty he's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. He's usually good in everything. Yeah. I mean, I was when uh, I was doing research for this episode, I always like to look up um, what all the, the cast and crew did and whatnot. Yeah. And yeah, you go through his filmography and it's like he's done a lot of movies and he's pretty much good in all of them. Like even like little bit parts yeah. like in Hellboy or... right. Harry Potter or something. It's like you remember those scenes. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. He, he's he's got uh, quite the filmography behind it's him. Crazy, right? But yes, we're continuing with our dystopian, totalitarian films again. <laughs> so, would you consider yourself an inner circle, an outer circle, or a proletariat kind of guy? Yeah, no. These uh, films are kind of out of our wheelhouse. I mean, yeah. we like to be goofy and cover slasher films and dumb films but just everything that's going on in the world right now just kind of felt fitting to cover these films but at the same time it's kind of like i'm ready for these to be over because these are like really bleak and depressing this was a hard watch wasn't it they're they're all for the most part well-made films Mm -hmm. uh but yeah like they're not comfort films they're not like you this isn't your comfort food you don't put this on to like have a good time yeah you put this on to like be frightened of what the future <laughs> and not holds. Like, not like there's like a maniac in my closet with a knife. This is like a shit like cancer that actually scares me. Yeah, not yeah. like a fun thrills. It's yeah, actual fears. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get a little bit more into it. But yeah, um, mm. it, it's going to be an interesting film to talk about. That's for sure. But I guess before we get into, it, I wanted to talk about we went to Niagara Falls Comic Con over the weekend. I I don't know about you, but I, I had a blast. Uh, oh, it's awesome! Every time I go to one of these things, I always find like it's my stupid expectations i always like put together a big list of what i want to find yeah and there's no point doing that because you never know what you're going to find at these if you go for certain yeah. books you're going to come away disappointed i find at these comic at it's these pretty cons. much just uh you go and try to find something that you like exactly it's like it, a garage sale it's like going to a garage sale and expecting yeah. to find a uh, i want a black shirt from old navy yeah or, or some not, rare yeah. video game or comic mm. book or movie or something if you go in mm-hmm. looking for something specific, you're going to come away disappointed. But at the same time, I didn't find the books I necessarily went to get, but I came out with tons of cool things. Yeah. So it, it was a lot of fun. We went with our buddy Stokes, who um, we hope 
is going to join us for our action episode because oh, yeah. he's Seagal's biggest fan. Um, he has a tattoo that says Seagal, doesn't it? <laughs> it's on his ass. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it, it's on his penis and it runs. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and the older it gets, the fatter it's gotten, which is kind of weird. <laughs> oh, gross. Uh, he hasn't even been on the show yet. We're already talking about his penis. We'll save that for the episode. But uh, no, uh, what, what, anything, what did you pick up? Uh, I picked Comic-Con? up a bunch of books from like, I just like the fight up and uh, trade paperbacks and hardcovers. Yeah. And I uh, grabbed uh, Victor Crowley on Blu-ray. Oh, nice. Was... Did you watch that? Yet? I did, actually. I'll, I'll we'll talk we'll about, talk it, about it in a little bit, yeah. Again, I, I went looking for certain horror books, and I didn't find a lot of them, but I did find a couple. Uh, I got the uh, the stand, the big Marvel omnibus. It's like this huge hardcover. That's awesome, right? That inside of that hardcover is two hardcover books. It's ridiculously big and heavy, so I'm excited to dig through that. Yeah. I never really liked the movie, I mean, maybe I need to revisit it, but I, I've heard the book is really good. And again, this is pretty much a graphic novel instead of Stephen King going on for 100 pages yeah. describing the sun rising. You know, I'll get it in one square Picture. and I can, you know, actually Easily get through digestible. That. Exactly. I can hopefully get through the story in my lifetime. But uh, I'm excited about that. One graphic novel I did find that I did go there looking for is uh, Shadows on the Grave by uh, Richard Corbin. I guess he's a guy that started out doing all those like... EC comics and stuff, okay. but he's still writing now and he yeah. still every year puts out some stuff. But I believe this is like a hardcover of anthology, um, various anthology stories, but I've heard good things about it. So I was pretty excited about that. I got the goon, the big volume one where oh, it's like the amazing. first like 30 issues, which he, he's a guy I've been wanting to check out for the longest time. Yeah, Cause too, it's kind of like a mix of action and horror. And it always looked like something that would interest me. So I found that at a good price. Uh, Movies, I came away with a bunch of the the Black Fawn Company. Yeah. Every, every time they're always at the Comic Con, like the, uh, and the, they're always cheap. Yeah, they're like five bucks yeah. or something. So I, I picked up a bunch of them uh, at the uh, Witches. Actually, we should mention the Witches. Uh, what is it? The Witches Dungeon? Uh, yeah, the Witches Museum or something like that. Like, but so they advertise this uh, the Witches Dungeon, who's like this. I guess they're like a famous uh, yeah, a Hollywood memorabilia and shit like that. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they have props from like movies the, uh, and everything. Prop, uh, the statue from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, the gold have. statue from the beginning. They had like uh, one of the original ET puppets. Yeah. Um, what else did they have? They had like the cloak from like uh, a Phantom of the Opera, like Lon Chaney's Phantom of the Opera okay. and stuff like that. Like the uh, cloak from Dracula as well. But the funny the so they advertise they're going to be there, and you think you're already paying $35 to get into the show. Right. They wanted, and then on top of it, $5 to go through their tour. And here's the thing. If it was this big, long, five, ten-minute tour, sure, I'll throw them five bucks. Why not? I think they said it goes towards preserving their museum, whatever. But- it was literally a room. It, it was pretty. There was, lame I think, ten too, props, right? and most of the props you could yeah. see from outside. Yeah. And like, so I actually bought two DVDs off them. Two mm-hmm. DVDs that I've been wanting to get for a while, but I've been trying to find for a reasonable price. They're very expensive to get online. Uh, one is actually on the Witch's Dungeon, which I'm kind of excited about. Yeah. And then the other one is on uh, all the old uh, Aurora model kits that they oh, used to sell, cool. which. You know, that, that stuff, I never got into it, but yeah. I always saw the pictures and images and ads and stuff, and it always interested me. So I'm excited to, to check out that as well. But yeah, I bought the TVD DVDs, and even there, they were still like, I think I paid like 20 bucks a pop. Yeah, 20 bucks each for like and, burnt DVDs. Like, Well, I, I, I opened one, and surprisingly, it wasn't. Oh, yeah? So we'll see about the other one. I, I thought for sure they were. Mm-hmm. But either way, I'm thinking, you know what? I bought those. Maybe he'll like, okay, because then I was like, oh, and how much is it to get in there? And then I was thinking, you know, hopefully he would say, ah, oh, you bought yeah, those. Go ahead. go ahead, guys. I would have said, like, I tried to get you to say, like, listen, I'll buy these, but you got to let me in. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not much of a bargainer. No. But uh, 
Actually, that's the lie. I'm usually a great you bargainer. You used Aris Stickler. <laughs> I'm surprised they, they had you. They had you. They yeah, I, I think I was just so excited to finally see those yeah. DVDs. But anyway, so yeah, eventually he does. He goes, you know, since you bought, just spent all that money, I'll let, I'm thinking he's going to say, we'll let him. He's like, I'll let two of you in for $5. Exactly. Uh, and then our one, we were three of us, and yeah. he's like, but your one buddy can't come in. Is just he right? Like... <laughs> Um, so I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. Besting you at every turn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the Batmobile was there from the ninety. I don't think it was actually the yeah, original it one, like, but um, it's one that someone's yeah, like created. Scooby Doo van. Scooby Doo like, van. Um, I think the Mad Max car was there. I don't know if I, I saw didn't that. See it. Um, celebs. None of us really cared about the celebs. Yeah, uh, I, like, I think the Shermanator from American Pie was there. Uh, Urkel was there. <laughs> yeah, I saw Mickey Rourke. I was looking at a, a place, and he came over and Mickey bought. Rourke? Um, sorry, uh, Michael Rooker. Oh, yeah, say. <laughs> Michael Rooker came over and bought a picture of him That's cool, as right? his uh, Guardians character, which is kind of cool. One of those I like Michael Rooker a lot. Yeah, he's very like rowdy and kind of like yeah. a biker type. Like He just seems like a guy that would party he and get He seems like the guy from Walking Dead. And, like, yeah, he actually all. is that character. I, didn't, I thought that was acting, but yeah. he is that guy in real life. But um, uh, yeah, I bought just a bunch of stuff. I bought a couple cool um, prints of Goonies and Ghostbusters. Yeah. And you got the opposer too, didn't you? Yeah, I actually bought two original. I, I collect original movie posters, and I picked up uh, an original Italian uh, Pit in the Pendulum, uh, nice. Vincent Price. It's which actually the Italian poster. It's cheaper than the Thatcher, the U.S. theatrical, but I actually enjoy it more. It has like Vincent Price's face on. Yeah, it. whereas it looks, the other one doesn't, cool, right? and it's a little bit smaller because yeah. the biggest problem about collecting movie uh, original movie posters is getting them framed. Because if you just go throw them in a Michael's frame. They're going to get ruined. When you yeah. go to remove those 10 years now, they're going to crumple. Yeah. So you got to get the special glass, the special, um, acid you know, acid-free free. backing and UV protection, all this stuff. And like the frame can be, you know, a couple hundred dollars. So yeah, if I can get a smaller poster that still looks cool, I'm happy with that. Yeah. But I did pick up an, also an original, another Vincent Price Madhouse poster, which I'm pretty nice. excited about. Uh, Vincent Price, one of my favorite uh, yeah. movie legends. Uh, so I've always wanted to get a couple original stuff from him. But I did almost buy an original Abominable Dr. Fives poster. It was crazy how expensive it was, wasn't I think it? he was going to give it to me for 200 But yeah, yeah I, you know, I only had a couple hundred to spend, yeah. so I didn't want to uh, throw my whole budget Yeah, you are away, throwing but... up money at the uh, Witch's Museum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every time I go there, and I think it's the same guy, and every year I almost buy it and don't. Yeah. I find something else, and I don't waste my money on other shit. So one day I'm going to buy this. We'll go to the one in Toronto. Yeah, there, the... there's Fan Expos coming up in September, so I may possibly go to that, depending on my just, money situation. Just buy that poster? And yeah, that guy will be there. Well, he had like an original creep show too, which I actually was going to come back and possibly buy that. Yeah. He was going to give that one to me for 150 which yeah. usually it sells for three, 400 on on eBay at least. Uh, and it was in great condition, but... Uh, when I got back, that one was gone. Yeah. But yeah, no, it, it was a fun the, time. The guys There's... from Witch's Dungeon bought it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're just sitting there besting you at every turn. They're just like, they put it in and said, you know, $2 to come look at it. And the thing is, they had like, well, you should wait for the tour guide. But he was so slow. Like, well, you see, this is the cape. Well, yeah, he was, from... he was aged. Yeah. I, I don't know if he should be doing tours. He was... Yeah. Very old, but um, yeah, no, it was a good time. So, again, it's one of those things. If you go, I always find these cons. I'm starting to get realize if you go looking with a list of certain things, you're probably not going to find it. Yeah. If you just go and just see what cool stuff you'll find, you're going to come away with a lot of cool things. I mean, yeah. we all did shirts. You got a cool um, uh, tails from the hood tails from the hood shirt. Like, where else are you going to find a tails from yeah, the hood shirt? Pretty dope. I bought a, the gate shirt, the Canadian horror That's classic. Cool. Like, where are you going to find that? So, yeah, like I came home with a bunch of DVDs yeah. or posters, comic books. Like that's I got a good like day the, for uh, me. First uh, four uh, issues of the strength for like 
three bucks. Yeah, yeah, cool. graphic. Yeah, the um, the trade paperbacks, yeah. right? Yeah, I think we both got like dirt cheap uh, that Wolverine one. The right? rot, where it's like, what is it about? It sounded I, cool. Wolverine in like this ancient uh, swamp where like the dead are rising, something like that. Yeah, yeah it's something. And I got, um, I'm pretty excited about. It. I'm a huge fan of a Christmas Carol. The Marvel uh, Zombie Christmas Carol. Yeah, it's uh, they Marvel? did a, a Zombie Christmas Carol, and I. I almost bought this before, and I read reviews, and it sounded like it was actually pretty good. It wasn't just because some of those ones, it's like, let's yeah. just throw zombies in here, and it sucks, and it's bad writing yeah. and stuff. But I heard this one was pretty good. So, being a fan of, of a Christmas Carol, uh, I had to pick that up. But yeah, um, yeah. Two overall, it was like uh, a peanut butter and chocolate yeah. together. They're gonna be amazing. <laughs> I hope. Uh, but yeah, we, we had good times, and we didn't even get like they had the the old arcade set up. We yeah. could play all the old arcades for a quarter, and like just didn't even have time. Like yeah. the day just flies by, and it's oh, we were sitting there just going through box upon boxes. Yeah. Like books, right? Yeah. And yeah, what, what other? I got a bunch of other movies. Oh, I got a movie too. I'm excited about another documentary. I love places like that because you find these rare horror documentaries. Yeah. You don't find anywhere else. But on Blu-ray, I got 24 by 36. And it's all a documentary on movie posters. So uh, I'm pretty excited to view that. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a successful day. And we, oh, had, we, had, uh, we had fun. The plan was to uh, record it, but it didn't end up happening. We were going to record our trip there. And you could hear us eating at the UFO <laughs> restaurant. I love that restaurant. And all that kind of stuff. But uh, it didn't work out. But we thought we'd just... Ah, well. uh, run down it now. Uh, what movies did you watch, Maddie? What have you? Oh, watched? I watched Victor Crowley. Okay, I was actually really excited about this because it has a uh, Brian Quinn from uh, Tell Him Steve Dave. Oh, you love that guy. I love. Tell so, Steve and this Dave. is part four, but is it kind of a remake as well? No, or? it's part four. It is part four. Yeah, okay. again, it didn't have the same. Um, I don't know, almost horror feel to it. It was like definitely skewed towards comedy. Okay, and not like. A good comedy, you know what I'm saying? You know how uh, like I'm really slowly starting to get away from horn going into like that like uh, schmackety comedy of like yeah. uh, girls like noses are running and boogers everywhere. Yeah, uh, that's too bad. But the graphic effects were cool too, right? Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. And I, like a practical effects. Yeah, I love the swamp setting and I love the look of uh, Kane Hodder as uh, Victor Crowley. So it's yeah. good to be back in there. But again, this was definitely a departure from like no- number one and two. So where would you put this in the rankings? It definitely goes like number. It goes in chronological order for sure. Yeah, like one. Oh, two, so three, this four. is worse than part yeah. two and three? Because yeah, a lot. Like I love part one. I like part two actually. Part see, part two had a lot yeah. of kills, but it just felt like mm-hmm. because it's so many kills. The, the, the effects weren't up to par like it's yeah. like almost like instead of doing one really good effect they did three mediocre yeah. effects and I, I just remember the plot being kind of eh. and then part three I thought returned it back a little bit but it still didn't hit the highs that the first one did yeah. so I was kind of hoping this one would kind of not revigorate quite. the franchise. Not quite, my man. You know? Yeah. Uh, what are you going to give Victor Crowley? I got to give it six out of ten. Wow, that's yeah. kind of disappointing. I was, I, maybe I was going in with like thinking number one but yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched a movie I've been waiting to talk about, Death Row Game Show from 1987. Death Row Game Show. I'm assuming you probably haven't heard of this. No. Uh, so Vinegar Syndrome put this out, and just reading, like, I've been wanting to grab it for a while because it just sounded so fucking zany. Yeah. Um, so the movie opens up with uh, th- this guy is on a game show. He's in a guillotine. And he has to, they show a scene from an old horror movie and he has to answer a question in the horror movie. If he gets it right, he'll be pardoned. And if he gets it wrong, he'll get his head chopped off. But the whole thing is done like in a black comedic way. While this is going, his family is in the crowd cheering him on. <laughs> and then so when he he gets the question wrong, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, you're going to die. But it's not like this sad thing or anything. It's just like, 
But the good thing is you have a chance to earn your family some money. If when we chop off your head, if you can, if your head can fall uh, with your face looking up, we'll give your family a bonus, whatever money. And uh, so it's like them cheering on as his head gets oh, chopped that's off. Like, amazing. It's crazy. So the, the whole movie is about this guy's his host and half the world seems to love him. And then he has all these people that are protesting his show and he's such a terrible person. But yeah, he's like the celebrity. You have like, you know, people coming up saying like, oh my, you know, my friend, there's like this one woman's like, oh, can you get my uh, my brother on the show? He got 60 years to life for molesting a collie in front of a Catholic school. <laughs> can you get him on your show? This movie sounds amazing. It is crazy. The beginning opens up. He's driving in his car and he puts the radio on and it's like, we'd like to warn our drivers out there not to drink while driving. Cause you could spill it. <laughs> like it, it's totally, it's it, it's just so zany and, and cool. It opens up too with like a rap song. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> with awesome, like these awesome, just catchy lyrics that are you know hilarious, uh, relating to the the movie at hand. Did they rhyme game show with death row in the raps? <laughs> I'm sure they did. Yeah, like it's totally, yeah, totally a fun like be? 90s, late 80s rap song. There's a great moment where he's walking down the hall. It's kind of like a National Lampoon's moment. He's just like, "Good morning, good morning. Go fuck yourself." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty much just just all these zany setups. Like the guy's like, uh, you know, do you want uh, the, the card or what's behind the curtains? And the, everyone's cheering the curtains, the curtains. It's like a UHF moment. Yeah. He's like, "I'm gonna go with the curtains." And he's like. Like, oh, shucks, you could have uh, been pardoned. But instead, let's see what you have. And he removes the curtains and there's like um, a rope hanging there. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> but it's all like, it doesn't feel like dirty or it's like almost dark. Like, or... like a Death Race 2000. Like it's, yeah, it's like exa- so that's exactly what it is. It feels yeah. like it's like, you know, a spiritual yeah. uh, successor to, to Death Row. Um, there's like commercials throughout too, like fake commercials. Oh, out of that's like, amazing. Stuff. Like there's one that's like uh, this rat poison and they, they are handing a convict. They're like, what do you think? It's kind of cheese and he eats it and then dies. And they're like, oh, that's right. This is the rat poison <laughs> or something. <laughs> it's like RoboCop, right? Yeah, RoboCop exactly. has all these. It, like, is, it, it is kind of like yeah, political satire as well. Um, there's the, the WAMF, the women against anything men are for <laughs> that are always protesting. Um, there, there's a great, there's a, the one, because the whole story is, I guess, he accidentally killed a mob boss on his show. So yeah. the mob is constant. They are trying to kill him. And then he has, he's dealing with the protesters and stuff. But so the mob guy has this um, tiny motion detector connected to his penis, which is connected to 50,000 volt generator. Um, he calls it the dance of the seven boners. And he's like, so if your little turtle moves ever so slightly, a zapperoni. <laughs> so he has this thing attached and this hot woman comes out and does oh, a strip tease. that's amazing. And if his boner grows. <laughs> he gets but zapped. I, I'm, I apologize, I'm spoiling this movie. Sure. But the, the, so the, he makes it, he survives, he gets to the woman and then the guy goes, good job, you did it. And he puts his hand on his children and the mom guy gets excited oh, and grows a boner and electrocutes himself. That's like, amazing. You got to see this movie, man. Dude, there's there's I, fake I wanna, commercials. I want to stop this podcast right now so I can watch this movie. It's yeah, it's just I just I had a blast with it, and it never overstays its welcome either. I mean, yeah. yes, there's not really much to it. You're kind of watching it because it's so like Zany. out there. There's another guy too where he's like he's on the phone. He's like about a convict that's gonna be on the show. He's like he was raped last night. Oh no, he'll make it. He just can't sit down. <laughs> <laughs> like th- this film is, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Um, I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Okay. Again, it's not. It's not a great film. Listen. Unfortunately, I feel like, like all that stuff is great. I feel like when they try to add plot to the film, like you have this mob assassin that yeah. is trying to kill him, 
And that stuff isn't really that funny. I find when you like add plots to films like it this, it just doesn't go. It just kind of like, well, it just kind of you know slows it down. I just want mm. it. I want these. You want to keep just being zany and I, like yeah, exactly. I want these death row segment, game show segments, and fake commercials yeah. and stuff. But um, it's a film that like, yeah, it's kind of flew underneath the radar. But uh, mm. Vinegar Syndrome again, we've talked about them on the yeah, show all the awesome. time. They release all these like hidden gems, and yeah, a lot of the time they're not great. But every once in a while, you find one, and again, it's, they really films you don't see anywhere. Like, uh, Microwave Massacre was the same guys, right? Well, that was it's that was Arrow, but uh, Bloodhook was Vinegar Syndrome, uh, okay. that slasher with the yeah. like. These are films that I don't even remember. Like Scream Factory, they release all the cla- like yeah. all the great eighty stuff. Arrow kinds of released the stuff and Code Red, where you're like, yeah. I kind of remember that on VHS. Yeah. But Vinegar Syndrome seems to be one of the films like you don't even remember seeing on VHS. Yeah. Like the, this is probably the first time they've been seen in twenty years or something. Like I find that at least a little bit a lot of their films. But oh, that's uh, amazing. Yeah, I, I totally uh, recommend this one. Uh, Maddie, what else did you watch? I went and saw Solo. Have you seen okay. Solo? No, no. Dude, I had so much fun uh, being with these characters, but the plot and the story of the movie kind of stunk. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to uh, nag on it, but I just felt the story was so boring in a yeah. way. But the characters I loved. It's almost like being back with your friends again. Yeah, it's this is a film that's weird. I've heard like mixed things. Like I've heard some people, yeah, I just said like, eh. It, you yeah. know, it's, it's not very good. Why bother? It's kind of like the, it, it's bombed and it kind of has killed, you know, the Star Wars. Momentum. Momentum. Um, but then I've heard like my other friend uh, at work saw it and he's like, oh, I loved it. It was like my favorite Star Wars film I've, I've seen. I've heard that too, right? You know, Maybe since it's just the, uh, started. You've kind of so fond of these characters. It's kind of fun to see where they come from and kind of see how they meet and... I wonder if this is one too where expectations because Last Jedi Force Awakens we went in with high expectations even Rogue One is a first spinoff this film, by the time a lot of people have seen it, there's been so much negative press and when you go see it you're like, oh, that was actually kind of fun it wasn't that bad Yeah, that might be I don't know Might be it How was uh, the new I don't know the guy's name but the new Solo How does he compare to Harrison Ford? He actually picked up his mannerisms pretty well actually I was kind of impressed how he did even like uh, the guy who plays Lando uh, Donald Glover Glover, yeah he, really he looked well. really good from the trailers yeah. I've seen, but I wasn't sure about that. The movie looks great, too, Ford, right? Yeah. Like, it, there's like a, almost like a high scene on a train when they're trying to steal some shit, and that Woody Harrelson is so much fun in this movie, too. Yeah, I was curious how he is. He he's, too, well. he's, he's, he's one of those guys, too. He's been in a lot yeah. of stuff lately, and he, sometimes it's only bit parts, but he seems to always be pretty good when yeah. he's in them. After the uh, first, I'm going to say, like 40 minutes, during their mission, it just kind of a bit a droll. Like, okay. the Kessel Run should be something fucking amazing, but it's not. It's just like... Uh, flight. I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I'm spoiling here, but is Jabba the Hutt in the film at all? Or? No, he's not. They uh, they make reference to him, but there is a really. I thought cool... this was going to be like the whole. There you know... is a cool cameo from one of the characters. I don't know how it falls into any timeline, but it's cool to see this character again. Okay, yeah, don't spoil yeah. that one. But uh, yeah, that, that fuck man, I want the Jabba the Hutt story, man. Yeah, I want man. the Del Toro that he was going to do, where he was going to be the Godfather, oh, but with Jabba amazing. the Hutt. That would be amazing. Like those are the kind of spinoffs yeah. I want. That just like. Rogue One was good, and so I'm sure it'll be fine. But I still feel like we've kind of seen these before. Like yeah. I want the spinoffs that it's like the Boba Fett. We haven't seen a film about yeah. an assassin That'd in the Star Wars universe. Ass, I want right? the Jabba the Hutt where it's like you know mob wars and stuff in, in the uh, Star in the so Star cool. Wars universe. Like I don't Maybe know, that stuff would be movie. way more interesting. But because they do set up a second movie. Well, I know they they were talking about spinning off uh, Lando in his own film, yeah. but after the way this film so went, much, I, right? I don't think that's going to happen anymore. At yeah. least I'd be surprised. But uh, what are you going to give? Solo. I got to give it, I'm going to say seven. Okay. Yeah. Oh. 
Uh, I watched um, a classic. This is probably one of my, if I had to do a top 100, this is probably top 25. Oh, get out of here. Uh, one of my favorite films from the 80s, The Garbage Pail Kids from 1987. <laughs> <laughs> the Garbage Pail Kids movie. Uh, of course, I'm fucking joking. <laughs> This movie oh. is. Um, what is amazing about this movie is that is, it exists. That it actually got made, <laughs> and not just made, but budgeted. Like there is a budget to this movie. Have, have you That's seen insane. the movie recently? Or? I tried. I got the Blu-ray and I tried watching it. Oh, you I, got the Blu-ray. I, it was wow. like um, a half hour into it. I'm like, I, I can't watch this. This is yeah. terrible. So I, I love the the cards as a kid. If people mm. don't know what they were, they were in the eighties. They were these cards of kids, and they were disgusting. It'd be like uh, puking Polly, yeah, or like, like Windy Wendell, or something. Yeah, like Windy that. Wendy, or something. And there'd be like farts and snot yeah, humor, which and barf you know, and... I still find funny. Yeah, well, uh, even looking at actually, I love the cards. That there there was a documentary that recently came out about the whole garbage pail kids fad, and I really want to check that out because that would be pretty cool. I don't know. I, I still think the designs and the art is great on them. There's a mm. book that you can get too that has just pictures of all the cards. But yeah, I was kind of excited. The the front cover of this looks great. Um, Scream Factory actually, or Shout Factory released a, a collector's edition nonetheless, yeah, which is just crazy. fucking crazy of, out of all films. So, but yeah, I put it on and it kind of starts out okay. You have, you know, th- there's like this bully and it's, it's kind of like very mean spirited actually. Yeah. Like the bullies to the little young kid. They throw him in the sewer. And, and then like, knock him out and then turn yeah. like the toxic water yeah. on him. And they're constantly always like tor- throwing the kid in puddles and shit. Yeah. And he's like, he looks like he's half their size. I think yeah. he's only supposed to be a couple years younger, but uh, yeah, I thought that was like pretty mean spirited yeah. for kids. But anyways, whatever. Once the garbage pail kids pop out and they kind of get in mischief, I'm like, I can, I'm down with this. Like yeah. they look great. Yeah, they look crazy. Good. It's it's all practical effects and practical suits, and they really captured the, the look pill. of the character. So I'm like, this is going to be fun. It's going to be the garbage pail kids escape and just go and cause mischief in the movie. But that's not what happens. That's like a minute in the film. They escape. They cause mischief. Then they come back. You know what the film fucking becomes. You know what? I, when I think of the Garbage Pail Kids, you know what the first thing that comes to my mind? Fashion icon? Yeah, fashion designers. <laughs> they somehow looked at the cards and said, you know what? Let's take these cards and these characters with snot and puke. children. And let's make the movie about a fashion designer. Because that's what this film is about. The kid is in love with this girl who designs her own clothes. Tangerine. And he gets tangerine. And he gets the Garbage Pail Kids to design clothes for him. Like a fucking kids in a sweatshop. Almost like, what was that tale of the, the cobbler uh, and the elves and the yeah. cobbler? Yeah. So they're designing overnight, and he's bringing the clothes. And then she decides she's going to steal his designs because she wants doesn't care about him, and take credit on her own. And then the Irish Pale Kids are like, "Fuck that!" And they're going to raid the fashion designer show and tear the clothes off. And you have a bunch of women in their bra and panties, which again is kind of weird for a kids it's movie. It's a kids movie, right? <laughs> It's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. The Garbage Pail Kids get captured, and uh, they go to this um, jail. It's called the State Home of the Ugly. It's crazy, because the jail is pretty much just like a giant like uh, tic-tac-toe box that they put these Yeah, and there's in. like Santa and all yeah. these other guys. But the, here's another part they that's just like, what for a kid's movie? They've been looking for their other friends, the other Garbage Pail Kids, that also got let loose. And they think, they're, they're like, oh, maybe they went here. So when they get there, they find out that they died and got killed in a garbage truck. Oh. Oh, that's crazy. Like, he mentions, like, oh, yeah, no, they didn't make it. They got killed in a garbage... It's like, what the hell is this movie, man? <laughs> One of the Garbage Pill Kids is a fucking alligator kid. I don't remember that in the cards. No, no, no. And, like, even some of the characters are very... Um Stereotypically offensive. Am I right in this? If I remember um, well, correctly, well, there's like a greaser dude. Yeah, 
And I don't remember anything too offensive. Uh, like, yeah. there's like snotty girl. There's fat yeah. fart kid. Yeah. There's uh, the kid that's always, always pimply kid that's always pissing his pants. Uh, there's the puke girl, which I was I was gonna say. You know what? I would have given this fucking thing zero, but I'm like. They better have her name's Puke, whatever her name is. Yeah. The whole movie, she hasn't done it, but finally at the end, we do get to see some Puke, thank God. <laughs> um, like that, that's what I'm looking forward to this film. There's like ter- there's a couple of terrible songs. Like there's one in the middle of the film where it's like a sing along as they're designing the clothes. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, man. Belt had a few bars for me or no? No, okay. no, okay. I can't. Um, he has this friend who's kind of like this magician guy who's like a second rate Michael Caine. <laughs> It's like they couldn't. They He's couldn't the even give him the store, right? They couldn't even give him yeah. the Jaws four money, so they got this guy. And that's funny too. He's like, oh, you know, he is, feels so bad that they go is to this the same guy from Waxworks, or maybe I'm just mistaking um, the two. I don't think so. But okay, maybe I'm thinking. No, I, yeah, I don't think it is. This okay. is guy. This is definitely second rate okay. or third rate. But he, he's like, oh, you know, he feels so bad that they're in this uh, ugly school. But he has the fucking garbage pail kid stuck in a green <laughs> garbage can with ooze trapped in there. <laughs> They only get loose because the kid accidentally knocks them over and lets the kids free. And then the garbage pill kids get free and instead he puts them in a sweatshop, man. <laughs> what kind of film is this? Why is this a film? Yeah, it's the only thing I can say positive about it is the garbage pill kids look cool. Yeah. You do get the vomit in there. And there's a catchy song over the credits. The rest of the movie is fucking atrocious. It's hard to watch. The acting is terrible. The dialogue is terrible. The story is the worst. Other than maybe like the whole trade war story and the Phantom Menace, okay? (laughs) This is the worst, most boring story you can do for a kid's movie. Like, who wants to watch this? I was fucking... I couldn't even imagine. You know what? This film, this should be used as punishment. Like, if my son's bad, it's going to be like you're watching this. And it's like, oh, you did this again? Well, guess what? You're watching it for a second time. (laughs) I'm like, no, Dad, don't do anything. Don't make me watch Garbage Pail Kids again. Because this movie is fucking a punishment, man. (laughs) It is terrible. I just can't believe how bad this film was. I want you to write a parenting book, to be honest with me. (laughs) I mean, don't get me wrong, I wasn't expecting, you know, Casablanca from the Garbage Pill Kids, but again, I thought it would just be like some cool practical effects and these fucking creatures escaping and getting Running into trouble. around town, causing hijacks. Not designing clothes. <laughs> the kid's got like his little suit with the little blue bow tie. Get the fuck oh, out of here. That's amazing. Three out of ten, I'm giving one star for the, the suits, one star for the puke, and one star for the uh, catchy song. Everything about this movie is atrocious. I don't recommend it. I was hoping at least the um, the extras would be, well, and the extras were kind of fun because it is, I'm like realizing it's not a good film. But, oh, they get into it? But even that, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more. I wanted yeah. to see him really tear this film apart because <laughs> what apologize. a piece of shit. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Oh, what a piece of shit. Um, I got another one. I just want to go on a better yeah, note yeah, yeah. here. I threw in a, my, my, um, my dad and stepmom were down. Uh, every time they come down, they stay at our house and they know I'm in horror films. They like horror films. So they always ask, you know, pick one out and we'll watch yeah. it. Uh, my fiance is not into horror films. No, no, no. <laughs> so I, I picked out a bunch. Of, I picked out, you know, six films, let them choose. And I tried to pick out a bunch of kind of horror comedies. But, you know, it's like, I love Suspiria. I love Return of the Living Dead. Those films probably aren't for them. Though. I'm trying to pick yeah. things that are a little bit more mainstream. I think I threw Cabin in the Woods in there. Okay, um, so yeah. That kind of like stuff. Uh, I know we, last time we watched The Conjuring, they really dug that. I threw mm-hmm. Conjuring 2 in the mix. And uh, and I also threw this film, Session 9 from 2001, oh, into the mix. so good. And this is the one they chose, uh, which is, in my opinion, one of the scarier films in, yeah. in, in, a, in a long time. So uh, my fiance was not too happy with the pick. No. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I, I forgot. I mean, directed by Brad Anderson. This is um, so good. One of the yeah, one of the more terrifying films. Like the setting alone is fucking freaky. It's, it's an abandoned uh, sane, um, a sane asylum. Yeah, yeah, and they're hired there. The, these guys are. Uh, the, team of people that are uh, asbestos removers and the one guy he's kind of just had a child he's really stressful that the boss he really needs his money and he knows his crew really needs the, the job so he promises like he takes this ridiculous bid and promises we'll have it out in a week like first he says like you know 10 days which is already i think normally it's yeah. like a couple week job and he's like forget about one week I'll do uh, it. I'll do it. If you give us, you know, and they'll get a bonus or something, yeah. which is, um, so you have, uh, yeah, he's in there. He's, you know, the stress guy just had a kid. You got, um, and you know, th- there's like the flashback, something happened when he came home to his wife, but you, you don't, don't know, know what's what. going on. Everyone kind of has something that kind of sets up something off about them. You yeah. have David Caruso <sighs> is in there as his buddy. His mind, right? Like, well, he's, Caruso's you know, you see him possibly doing a drug deal. Yeah. He's doing drugs to keep himself going. You have his one buddy who's like this washed up. I guess he was going to be um, a lawyer like his parents wanted him mm-hmm. to be. And he dropped out of that to do this shitty job. You have, and then you have... The rookie, um, the kid. Yeah, yeah, you have the, the his nephew who's like this mullet heavy metal kid and he's just there, doesn't really know what he's doing. Uh, he's afraid of the dark, which you know is going to set up to a cool yeah, scene later so on. Good. And then you have uh, Josh Lucas, who, what happened to Josh Lucas? He was like yeah, he was in Hulk. Right? And it, he was like doing three movies a year and now mm-hmm. he's, I haven't seen him do anything, but he's in there as he's now dating uh, David Caruso's ex-wife uh, oh, or right. girlfriend. Uh, so there's tension between them. But they set up uh, constantly that, you know, you don't know what's happening. Who's, yeah, you don't, you know something is going on and something's off, but you don't really know who to trust. Like anyone could be and on everyone's kind of got their shady shadiness going yeah. on but uh yeah they're there to to um to clean out the asbestos the one guy finds these old tapes of this uh woman with multiple personalities and it's her kind of so telling her story in all these different like voices like one's like a childish and voice they are so creepy oh it's so creepy and so her story kind of relates to what's going on what's with the mean? characters and the movie in a really cool way and yeah there's just some terrifying moments and there is almost this isolation cuz it's a oh, yeah, huge yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, building and there is nothing around them for miles and it's like a building you can get lost yeah. there's like hallways you know dark hallways in the basement there's it, constant paranoia yeah. constant tension um, yeah it, it's fantastic the great scene where the guy's like finding all these coins and he kind of like in gold and everything and, and then the camera pulls out. back and you find that it's like the crematorium where oh, they're burning yeah, they cool. would burn all the the bodies uh, one of the a great scene that's been uh, copied many times since but I think this was the original film to do it where the guy's in the hallway and all the lights start going out and then he's running away and the camera's kind of tracking him as the lights are oh, going yeah. out as he's running Almost away like the, um uh, my Bloody Valentine. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess that would have been the original to do it. You didn't it, but... really see who's doing it. They were just shutting off, and he's uh, paranoid, like scared yeah, of the dark. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it it really worked again. Like by the the ending is very dark, and yeah. it's it, it really makes you. I don't I don't want to spoil, but. I never really noticed before. It's definitely more of a psychological thing, but there's also this time around, I noticed a bit of a supernatural element. It kind of mm-hmm. made sense of why it's all happening, which I never put together, which I thought was really cool. And I guess I can't really talk about, but maybe one yeah. day we'll cover it and yeah. we can really dive into it. Cause yeah, there, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. It's a fantastic film. In my opinion, one of the best films yeah. in the past 20 years. Uh, I'm going to give that one, I guess eight out of 10. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. They, uh, they enjoyed it. It was creepy. And my fiance was not happy. She hates you. You're sleeping on the couch. <laughs> Is he a wedding still on? Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, did you watch anything else? Or? I went and saw Deadpool too as well. Oh, nice. How was I, that? Really enjoyed this movie. It was more of like a action packed. There was still some of that like a jokes that he was really um, known for, mm-hmm. but they weren't so eye rolling to me. Okay. But they were still there, and they still had the captured the character very well in yeah. this. A and lot of like fourth was you, it was it fourth wall fourth yeah, wall breaking and, yeah for sure. Yeah. And but the kid from um, Hunt for Wildest Things was in this, and oh, nice. he yeah, was yeah. so good in this again. Yeah. I kind of want to see what this kid does. If he, if he can hold on to this, I think he might be a really good like a comedic actor. It's one of those things that's tough though, because yeah. he's known as like he's the overweight kid. Yeah, you exactly. Know I mean? Doing all these movies that are kind of playing on jokes of his weight yeah. and stuff. I wonder how long that can go on. But yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, how was uh, Josh Brolin coming off? I of, uh, love Josh Brolin as Cable great Man. Year. That guy, love. what a resurgence he's it made, man! Crazy because he hail Caesar. Uh, well, no, no country for no old was the big one that yeah. kind of like re, it's then he's Sicario. Now it's yeah. like every year he's doing a couple films and they're yeah. usually good films. So good. Like and if not, he's good in them. Yeah, like, Thanos. I guess he was yeah, Thanos. Yeah. yeah. So Cable. I guess he had two number one movies within like three weeks yeah, of each other, which yeah, is crazy. Yeah. Um, do you like this one better than the first? I enjoy or? this one a lot better than the first. Wow. I found the first one you kind of you had to really like Deadpool to enjoy the first one. Well, it's, it's just like a lot of raunchy humor. Yeah, and, and it, this one kind of kind of original in the fact that you know it was the first time we had a comic. I like the like idea that, of like a uh, rated R action superhero movie. This is a superhero movie that we wanted to see. Yeah, which I almost like. Um, yeah, raunchy comedy. Yeah. Um, so I would give this movie actually a seven point five out of ten. Deadpool okay, cool. Two. How is the um, the time travel and stuff aspect of it? Because cable's uh, you, coming you back to the future. Really. Right? It's it's kind of all wiped in the carpet. It's not it's that. It's no bad. days. Yeah, it's days no none of that. Because like, that was uh, fucking fantastic. Nothing heady in that situation. Okay. But there is a cameo by a character that I loved. So I don't want again. Don't want to spoil anything for you. But okay. I think you'll really dig it. You once they make a reference to it, you'd be like, yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I'm going to check it out, but it'll, it'll probably be a Blu-ray yeah, thing for me. Yeah, uh, I got one more film I want to quickly talk about tonight, uh, and it's not nothing too much to say about it. Um, I finally saw this film uh, when it first came out. I liked the original film, but I thought the trailers looked awful. But then it came out, and everyone loved it, and it got great reviews, and it made almost a billion dollars, and was one of the biggest hits of last year. Of course, I'm talking about Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle. Okay. Um, I'm curious what you think of this. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Um, I I don't really have much to think about. Is it? I don't have. It, I, yeah, it's 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 there. It's a movie that exists. Um, it starts out interesting enough. It's kind of cool. It opens up. They find the the old mm. board game in the sand, and the guy brings it home. Uh, but he's like, yeah, I don't play board games anymore, and starts playing his video game. And overnight, it morphs into the video game, and he finds it and gets sucked in. Uh, these characters are like the cliche kind of Breakfast Club: the yeah. jock, the the narcissistic girl that's always taking pictures of herself on her, doing selfies on her phone, uh, the nerdy guy, and then the uh, fat funny one. Um, oh, and then there's like the nerdy girl. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's not really much to it. So they, they get sucked in the game and it kind of sets up and it's like they set up, oh, this going to be, you know, this is just the first level and there'll be different levels and they all their skills and weaknesses and like like the one guy's weakness is cake and there's a great scene that our son loved. I watched it with my <laughs> son where, um, what to say, it, it involved an explosion. <laughs> um, Diarrhea? After, after someone ate cake. But um yeah, so it kind of sets up and it's kind of fun. There's like, it, it opens up, there's these mo- uh, baddies on like motorcycles all in leather and they chase them down. So I'm like, oh, this is going to kind of be cool. You know, each, there'll be yeah. different levels and different villains and stuff. But unfortunately, like, 
the levels like there's so much potential but like it never goes like I'm like ah oh, is it gonna be like a game where there's gonna be like a snow level and a water mm. level and it's like no it's just all in the jungle and is there gonna be different villains it's like no it's just these motorcycle oh, guys once in a while there's some CGI animals sure but and then there's like the main villain is this over the top just terrible terrible Who's villain. A villain? I don't even know his name. He's uh, some guy that he had this crystal and he can control the animals okay. but never really does much with it. There's like bugs, like, like bugs coming down Crispin his ear. Crispin Glover would have been a good like villain. Yeah, you could, I could see Crispin Glover being this part but it's it's some other actor that I recognize but he was mm-hmm. terrible in this. Um, yeah, there's just nothing like that stood out about it. I honestly do not understand the praise this film was getting. There was no like set pieces or action scenes that you hadn't seen before. Everything seemed like, yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, All the characters are very cliche there's not like you exp- you know what's gonna happen the nerdy guy is gonna change he's gonna fall in love or whatever the, the narcissist, the narcissist girl. girl is gonna like you know realizes more t- than you know taking Beauty. pictures of self uh it's just very very How you've been there Jack done that Black? well that's the thing so rock the rock i just want to mention is yeah. cr- he's charismatic he's always charismatic yeah. he's fine but again, man, what the fuck? Make a good movie, Rock. Yeah. You're like the highest paid actor. Everyone loves you. Maybe that's what it is. He just kind of like, listen, I am making bank. I'm just going to stick with yeah, what I I'm just, doing. But why? I just, again, I, I'll never understand his fame. Don't, like, he's charismatic, yeah. but like, charisma only goes too far. If you've done 10 movies, you still haven't done a great film. Like, yeah. why are we paying you $20 million or whatever? But anyways, he's okay in this. He's, he's fine. But again, like, uh, Jack Black though is is probably the highlight in the movie. He's the the girl ends up in his body, so it's yeah. like him playing a girl, and it's like her, you know, going pee and realizing, oh, how does this work? Oh my god, <laughs> this is so cool. She's taking like so he he was pretty good in it, but um, yeah, I just I've, I've don't really have much to say. It was half an hour too long. It was almost like no, it was like two hours. Oh wow! And, and it definitely it felt it like by the end. Yeah. Um, Didn't move along like a no. uh, Jumanji esque pace. No, so. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have much to say about it. It's uh, do they reference the old, old movie at all or not? Well, again, really? just the board game, yeah. and I think there's a, a jungle base they're in, and they mentioned that Robin Williams' name. Yeah. But while watching this film, I'm just thinking like I just want to watch the original. Yeah, I was saying like, oh, we got to watch the original. You enjoy it so much more. And he's like, no, I don't think so. I like video <laughs> games. I'm like, no, you haven't seen the board game. Trust me. Like, they, there's there's a lot of cool stuff in there, like with monkeys. Crazy monkey. He doesn't have any of it. No, eh? I like the video game. Well, here's the thing I was thinking about too. Like the reason the original film works so well, not just Robin Williams is great, yeah. and Kirsten Dunst you get some great acting from the kids, but like it's such a cool idea in that you're playing yeah. a board game, you're rolling the dice. Like th- th- that's what I want the film to be. Whereas that film, you roll the dice and you, and then this mystery kind of uh, riddle comes on the board game, and you have to, what is that going to mean? Is it good? then next thing vines start ripping all the wall, yeah. or rhinos start bursting through the wall through the room? Like you never knew it was going to happen it constantly threw surprise at you and I expected that from this film but it really doesn't it's like you're in pretty much the the same jungle setting the whole time the villains never really changed anything exciting like there's so much potential to do all kinds of cool like monsters or creatures or like you know different animals and like yeah I I don't know Um, again I didn't hate it it was just there I'm going to give it five and a half out of ten you you can watch it it's not a complete waste of time but I I can't believe this movie made almost a billion dollars I mean I've just lost hope in people hey well (laughs) The Rock man The Rock and Jack Black you put Kevin Hart in this movie it would be two million yeah Kevin (laughs) uh, Hart was in it oh was he alright then (laughs) that's why I made that money he he was fine he was you know Kevin Hart's another guy I don't think he's made any good films. I like Kevin Hart. But yeah, I, I don't know much about him, but every time I see him in something, I yeah. usually laugh. I guess but he was in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. I don't remember him in that. 
But um, I don't know. I just find like he's another guy that seems like every time he does a movie, I watch a trailer and I'm like, yeah, I have no interest in that movie. Yeah. But um, anyways, did you watch anything else? Are That's you ready it for to? Me. Let's just jump into. Yeah, uh, I guess we've been rambling on for long enough. Uh, let's get into the reason why we are here. Here's the trailer. Now, keep in mind, we'll talk about it. But there's two different trailers. One that's like kind of this poppy trailer with with the arithmetic song uh, sex crime and then there's uh but that is not this trailer that trailer just like totally does not fit the movie at all i can't believe that trailer exists for this film because this film was very bleak and it makes it seem like it's this fun like poppy romance uh movie um so this is the trailer with more of the the score from the movie and it's kind of more fitting in my opinion uh but here's the trailer we'll be back in a little bit In 1948, this man had a vision, a haunting and terrifying vision of what the world might become before the end of the 20th century. He imagined the world held in a grip of fear, a world of absolute conformity, of continuous surveillance, of organized hatred. ceaseless war. We are the children, the A world where pleasure is forbidden. Where language and history are being systematically destroyed. And where living people simply vanish. The visionary was George Orwell. He turned his nightmare into the biggest selling futuristic novel of our time. Now, with perfect timing, his achievement becomes a unique motion picture event with a cast to match its stature. John Hurt is Winston Smith, solitary rebel against a merciless state, a classic hero in spite of himself. There is truth and there is untruth, even if I am alone. Richard Burton, in his last screen role, is a Brian, privileged and powerful, ambiguous, lethal. If you want a vision of the future, Winston, imagine a boot stamping on a human face forever. Susanna Hamilton is Julia, whose love for Winston transforms his secret dreams into vivid, dangerous reality. They can't get inside you. They can't get to your heart. Police don't like us much. And Cyril Cusack is Charrington, inhabiting a furtive world where nothing is what it seems. Tell me, Winston, what are your true feelings towards Big Brother? I hate him. You must love him. It's not enough to obey him. You must love him. You asked me once what was in room 101. Everyone knows. The thing that is in room 101 is the worst thing in the world. John Hurt, Richard Burton, Susanna Hamilton, Cyril Cusack. Michael Redford's film of George Orwell's 1984. The film of the book of the year. In a totalitarian future society, a man whose daily work is rewriting history tries to rebel by falling in love. Uh, yes, we are talking about 1984 from 1984, uh, starring John Hurt. Yep. 
Susan Hamilton and Richard Burton. Richard Burton. Uh, this is actually the fifth adaptation of the movie. There was a 1956 film, a black and white one, two TV films in 53 and 54, and then another TV adaptation in 1965. Holy moly. And I think there is, I don't know if there is any, like, there might have even been, like, some episode uh, adaptations. I don't know, but... Yeah. Um, but I, I believe all those kind of had issues. They were kind of like, I know Orwell's wife was not happy with those. She owned the rights to the film. And the only way she agreed she was actually dying, uh, she was hoping to have full control over this film, but she yeah. was uh, ill when they were going to make this film. So she uh, made a deal with them that she'd sell them the rights to make it, but she didn't want anything like those previous adaptations. I know the 56 version, especially she didn't like because it had all kinds of like futuristic special effects and oh, everything. Okay. Like, you know, it, it, that's not what this film is. It, this she, is not. She like, tried to turn it into a Brave New World kind of deal. Like well, they no, were she like didn't a, want it like that. that. They were. Yeah, to turn exactly. Into Brave New World. Um, she was also, I guess, uh, David Bowie was trying to get the rights to do like a rock musical in the seventies. Oh, that'd be amazing. Um, and she won, which is kind of ironic because, again, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but with the, the the theatrical version of the film with the arithmetic score that was such a weird score right that it, it kind of became what she didn't want it to be it's yeah. kind of like oh no we won't do that and as soon as she died they're like uh, let's just her. throw that arithmetic <laughs> score in there but um as you said or well <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, so, yes, this is based on the George Orwell novel from 1948. Get it? You switch around the four yeah. and the eight to 84. Uh, he also wrote the other classic film uh, book, uh, No Animal, Animal Farm. Farm. Uh, no, Citizen Kane was the other uh, Orwell. Orson Welles. Uh, he obviously wrote this book just after World War II. You can see heavy references to Nazism and, and you know, Hitler and what was going on in Germany. But also, uh, it was even more based upon uh, the whole Stalin's uh, whole reign over Russia in uh, the um, 30s and 40s, yeah. I believe. But we'll talk about in a little bit all like that, how close a lot of the things in this were to what was going on in Russia. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It, but yeah, that was definitely the heavily influenced. That's really what affected him, what he saw going on yeah. there. Um, but yeah, he, he wrote this, uh, I think he was ill and dying with uh, tuberculosis um, while he was writing this novel. And I think he died like just after it was oh, released. Crazy. But yeah, yeah. the other thing, uh, there was a, something called the Great Purge or the Great Terror that uh, was happening in USSR in 36 to 38. And yeah, it was like pretty much what's going on in this film, like widespread yeah. police so surveillance, um, suspicion of saboteurs, counter-revolutionaries, imprisonment, and arbitrary executions. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. I guess like the Bolsheviks would have been like the inner circle, yeah. and everyone else would be like the outer circle and the proletariats. Uh, this adaptation was written and directed by Michael Radford. Uh, they originally tried to get um, uh, Hal Ashby, Milo's foreman, and Francis Ford Coppola. Actually, he, oh, yeah. that would have been interesting seeing his take on it. Yeah, that would be good. Um, actually, apparently Hugh Hudson wanted to direct the film, but uh, they turned him down because they didn't think he was uh, big enough at the time. Which is kind of weird because he just did Chariots of Fire was in '81, yeah, so a couple huge. years before this, and that was a big movie. But uh, uh, and it ended up going to Michael Radford. He has a little filmography behind it, but nothing mm. uh, that. Nothing um, like Chariots of Fire. Nothing that, yeah, nothing that fits our our show. <laughs> um, so let let's talk about the score, and then we'll okay, yeah, you can jump into the score. Score, and then we'll we'll talk about our, our basic thoughts on the film. So yeah, this is uh, the score is like one of the big controversies surrounding yeah. this film. So I guess originally, um, originally Michael Radford hired Dominic 
Mar Downey to do the score. It's a big, like, swelling score, like. Yeah, it orchestra. just it, it's definitely more yeah. fitting to the film, yeah. and he had like the film finished with it. But uh, Virgin Films, uh, the production company that was, um, yeah. you know, putting the money up for the film, they wanted like a pop act to compose the music. And even though he already had the score, they pretty much said like, no, throw that away. We have final cut. So he had no say. And they hired, uh, I think they were going to get David Bowie actually, because he um, had Why also just released um, Diamond Dogs, which I guess oh, uh, awesome. was uh, a lot of the songs were inspired by Oral's novel. Yeah. But uh, he, he wanted too much money, so they end up going with the arithmetics. Uh, arithmetics, uh, to this day, said that they knew nothing about that there was a whole other score. They were just like happy to be signed yeah. on, and they thought, oh, this is cool. Um, but yeah, the, the director was not happy. He's hated the score and still does to this day. It's such a weird plopped in there, isn't it? Yeah, for a long time, that was the only way to watch the yeah. film. I think there was a DVD release that did have the... Mar Downey score, but it, yeah. it was only released for a little while and went out of print very quickly. Yeah. So for like the past twenty years, the only way to really watch it was with the arithmetic score. And yeah, like I switched back and forth a couple of times just to mm. check out the difference, and I, I didn't think it fit at all. Like I, I kept pretty much the the Mar Downey yeah. score. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, he was so upset he withdrew uh, the film from consideration for the BAFTA award for best picture. Oh, and then when crazy. he did, he won um, some other award. And when he went up, he pretty much just like bitched and complained about how unhappy he was with the score oh, and how amazing. you know he disowned that film that version of the film so I'm so glad though that uh, you know Twilight Time this unfortunately limited score. release they only made yeah. 3,000 copies and I think it is sold out so I'm sure you, if mm. you want to get this version you got to pay eBay prices I'm sure it'll eventually get re-released but it is the only one the only Blu-ray there's other Blu-rays but I think this is the only one that has both versions of score I think cool. again all the other ones only have the arithmetics version so um yeah, it definitely does. Definitely doesn't fit the, the, the arithmetics. I think they they released an album. They they did a music video with footage from the film, the sex crime music sex video, crime. and it's an okay song. It just again, it doesn't fit. Yeah, this film like it's it's such a weird choice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess. But before we get into the cast, why don't we just throw out our share our basic thoughts yeah. on the film? And- I kind of wish I had an extra half hour in this world because I feel they didn't set up this world very well. Like, if you missed like a sentence, you were kind of lost a lot. Did you yeah. find this in this? Well, no, I I don't know. I, I kind of like that about this film that yeah. it just throws you in and you kind of put it together what was going on mm. throughout the film and yes it doesn't explain everything but I, I kind of like them films because then you leave and it gives us things to talk yeah. about here and kind of questioning like what do you think of this and that I like that they don't overly explain everything you you know that a bomb some kind of nuclear bomb went yeah. off and the world was mostly destroyed. You know they're in this society that's constantly at war. Yeah. And then they're also constantly... Uh, Surveilled. And... Sur- surveying the people. Big Brother's constantly watching them. Yeah. They're constantly controlled. Like, these guys who were, uh, were doing the confessions, they said they were like evaporated. They were disintegrated. They're like non-people these days. Mm-hmm. Well, they, I think they, they call it unpersoned Yeah, unpersoned. And you didn't really get into what that was. Like, was he... Um, well, um, see, I, I know. I, I got that. that. That was pretty much like these people that were caught by the thought police for yeah. breaking whatever crime, whatever, whether there's a sex crime or a thought crime, whatever. Um, that, that's actually, again, it relates, a lot of this relates to what was going on in Russia, but that same thing during those times, if you if were you're like... caught, like, treasoning or even like... Well, even caught, yeah, going yeah. against your country, 
they would get these fake confessions yeah. out of people and then like hang them. So, yeah. you know, but that, that's what that, those people I got, they, they did these confessions, but you know, they're going to still get hung. It's like, it's, it's probably like, we're going to torture you for a week or you can do this confession on TV and then we'll let you die quickly. Yeah. And that we'll talk a bit about the ending as well. Some of this kind of relates to it, yeah. but, um, yeah, I, I didn't find that confusing at all. I thought like no. that was just it was just showing you again like these people have it controlled and they've yeah. totally manipulated everyone living there. Like and even like uh, it took me a while to re- figure out that his job was to rewrite history. Yeah, I admit I didn't get what he was doing yeah. there. I got I kind of got that he was changing the things in the paper, but I didn't realize that you know he was rewriting everything. Yeah, kind of again, which is it, what happened in yeah, Russia. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish. Yeah, we got like like more uh, explanation what was going on and mm-hmm. who, like who his buddy was. Who um, the dictionary guy who said like oh it's like the tenth edition of the dictionary you didn't really quite get what they were doing the dictionary I guess they were just eliminating no, so I, words I got that yeah yeah well again the, eliminating the, words this, for newspeak exactly newspeak the, the whole point this language is all about them almost not dumbing it down but becoming yeah. more basic anything that has like any thought or emotion or poetry to, uh, to it they want to eliminate they want it to yeah. be a basic kind of utilitarian um, I guess yeah t- language so. Th- Whereas in our in our world, the dictionary gets bigger and bigger yeah. in encyclopedia because there's new words being added. Dude, but in uh, this we, world... It was a dead poet society, man. Like, <laughs> that movie resonated with me. Uh, in this world, though, it's all about You don't them. feel joy. You feel ebullient. Like, <laughs> fucking <A>, man. <laughs> in this world, it's all about them, you know, eliminating and getting the language mm. to the most basic and almost mm. like robotic in, in a sense, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I thought this film... It's not a happy, fun film. It was a hard watch, wasn't it? It's very bleak and depressing. Whatever little hope there is never really goes that yeah. far. Even they, the whole movie is about this; these two rebelling against the their government with their their relationship. But even that relationship, I don't even know if they sold me on it that there was ever actually any love or romance there. Were they just doing it because they both wanted to rebel? rebel or they feel something like that and just say yeah i wanted to have sex and whatnot like i don't know if you ever got like that 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 relationship meant any more than that i guess maybe that's the whole point though maybe it is just to go against the government i guess at that point like they were so cold to everybody yeah it's a cold society like there's no warmth and it's like it's very bleak and depressed like even the look of it i was reading the cinematographer which i just i didn't even realize is roger deakins who is one of the best cinematographers out there yeah. right now. He's he did Sicario, oh, dude. fucking the newest Blade Runner, uh, Assassination of Jesse James, Skyfall. So he is pretty much any good-looking movie in the past ten years, probably as Roger Deakins. But yeah. he did this film, and they actually like uh, drained out a lot of the color to give it that kind of oh, which yeah? bleak, kind of dirty whites, it's browns, dang, right? Um, yeah, it, it industrial, very industrial look. You smelt from the yeah. you actually smelt what that place would smell like. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, like, that did, that did scene that? where he goes into like the um, bomb city and finds the the old prostitute. Yeah. And, like, oh, yeah. That was kind of disgusting. You just feel right? dirty and disgusting. Like, yeah, yeah it's not a, a film that like I know. Usually, the films are some kind of hope. And I didn't even get that yeah. a lot of that in this film. No, there was no hope in that. And this. then like, I, I don't know if I, I don't want to spoil too much, but like. The last third of the film is just like this depressing torture film. It's insane, right? 
And again, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if it's fun, but I, it doesn't really end on a happy note. No, either. and I would say, like, um, I didn't quite understand where the bombed out town he's going to. Was that part of their society, or was that like uh, the Outlands? Like uh, he wasn't allowed to go there. You know, um, like just almost like uh, in a Brave New World. So I kind of wish they, yeah. they had some idea of what he was doing. Yeah, because up until like um, he actually got had. It didn't feel like there was any sense of danger with what they were doing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it just felt um, like oh, they're just, see, I, they're I just disagree. Some I didn't feel like there was any like a pressing. I danger. don't know. I, I think I think one thing this film does really well, and why it's so I would say like what makes it work for me is Big Brother. Yeah, that always watching that image is always there, whether it's yeah. in the post, and you find out early on too that if it's on a TV screen. It can actually see you. They're watching yeah. you when they're on the TV screen. So that face is everywhere. Like it's the way he, the way the the director shot it. Like he'd just be doing his thing, and you would look behind, and that face is watching, or it's off to the side. Like no matter what, you would be even when it wasn't watching there, the he camera would there. turn to a different angle, and you'd find out. Nope, that face is yeah. watching. There. It was everywhere, and it was they did it. It just it was creeping, and did this great job of just, invasive. Yeah, it just you you were always being watched. And I, I thought but that had some point, tension to it. He walked into. To the uh, pawn shop with no like uh, he wasn't like looking over his shoulder and shit. He just kind of like walked in and like all right, well, how much is this? Four dollars. Yeah. It didn't feel like he was just. But uh, I don't want to spoil too much. Yeah. But it's yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, there's yeah, a, yeah. there's more to that than than meets the eye. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I guess uh, let's talk about. So yes, we we mentioned John Hurt is in this. Uh, who is just did tons he is of so good, good stuff. right? It's kind of cool. I realized um, he is pretty much the Big Brother character in uh, V for Vendetta. Yeah, years right? Later, which is kind of fun. I wonder if that's why they chose him. Yeah, maybe he did. Uh, I mean, that uh, you look at that guy's. Oh yeah, he chose because he was fucking and, great in V for Vendetta too. Even like his last couple of years, he did like Only Lovers Left Alive yeah. and Snowpiercer, and he was so good at Snowpiercer, uh, wasn't he? he? Yeah, so incredible career. Uh, Susan Hamilton is Julia. She she did some other stuff, but nothing really. I, I feel like mentioning uh, Richard Burton is O'Brien. He's like this classical trained British actor. Was did, he like, married to uh, Elizabeth Taylor? Uh, I think he was at a bit. I know yeah. they did a bunch of music. I, I think, yeah, I think they were like on and off married a couple of times. Yeah. Like I think they married, divorced, married again. Yeah. But yeah, he did all those like big epic, yeah. like the robe and Alexander, the great, the longest day, like those big war epics, uh, the classic exorcist to the heritage. Oh, that's amazing. And by classic, I mean, you, you know, did you see scream factories? They have a documentary, don't they? Uh, well, they're, they're, re- they're releasing a collectorization of, Exorcist 2 which is insane but it's like and they're also doing a collectorization of Texas Chainsaw Massacre the next generation so I look at those two movies and it's like are those Garbage Pail Kids do they need collectorizations but I just hope again unlike Garbage Pail Kids you get a really interesting documentary where they like tell you how these mess with films became to be because if they can get a really good documentary I mean it'll be worth worth it yeah but uh, yeah he's got a definitely a big filmography yeah. behind him uh, he also did the assassination of Trotsky which kind of relates oh, to this because Trotsky is the yeah. one that Stalin had assassinated and Trotsky is pretty much um, in this movie he's um, Emmanuel Goldstein in this movie who is like the war criminal that everyone hates and their hate week he yeah. is pretty much supposed to be that's Trotsky yeah that makes sense um, you know just in his look and everything about him he's definitely based on but this was uh, Richard Burton's final film he died uh, not I long heard, after yeah. this um, Paul Scofield was the original choice for the role but he had to drop out after breaking his leg uh, Sean Connery and Anthony Hopkins were also considered for the parts oh, cool. Rob Steiger 
Um, yeah, he, he was in such poor health during the making of this film. Like, he had, there's a lot of scenes he had to do, like, numerous times. I think one scene he did, like, a record, like, 41 times oh. or something, a simple scene, just because he was... Uh, ill at the point. That sucks. And then, yeah, those are pretty much uh, even in well, even O'Brien um, Burton's character isn't in it much. He no. shows up the last third. Like it's pretty much John Hurt and Julia's yeah. film. You have like his neighbor that he talks to once in a while. You have like you said the one guy that is working on the encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. You have the shock, the jump shopkeeper who yeah. did you recognize who that was no who was it that's the fireman chief from Fahrenheit four five one. I'll get out of here. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch yeah, it either. Yeah, but crazy. yeah. And uh, who who else is in there? Uh, I guess a buddy who uh, got caught at the same time he did. Yeah, that's his neighbor, I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, there's obviously like a big yeah. cast, but not many of them have speaking yeah. roles. They're just sitting there chanting and shit. Yeah. Well, right away, let's talk about it. So the film opens up with these weird, everyone, they have they have Emmanuel Goldstein's face on the screen, and they're just, everyone is fucking losing it, yelling, ah, yeah, these and they're doing like these Vs with yeah, their arms. Dude, it's what crazy. a weird, uh, what a crazy way to open the film, but it, it actually, sucks you into that world right away. You're like, what is going on? I need to know what is going on in this world. I was actually thinking about this. When I was younger, I used to be in the church quite a bit, so we used to have these things like youth rallies that like cops call steam and whatnot, mm-hmm. and these kids get whipped up to a, into a frame frenzy just like that wow. it is crazy how powerful something like that can actually be like yeah and i saw it firsthand when i th- saw this movie i'm like wow i've actually been to a rally like this before because i used to play in the in the band and shit like that wow yeah it was it's fucked up you can actually like uh get people to have this much uh emotional frenzy well again and these are yeah. based on the rallies yeah. that stalin used yeah. to have um but yeah, it's definitely, I mean, one thing I will say about this film, and I guess, again, I don't want to keep on picking Fahrenheit 451 because I did enjoy it, but I felt like that world, I don't know if it felt, I don't know if it felt real. It didn't feel like a different world. Like, it had like, yeah, they go up the fire poles strangely, yeah. but it never felt, I don't know where, this film, like, it feels like this world exists. I think they do a good job of throwing you yeah. in the setting. Yeah, you're right. They don't describe everything that's going on, but I think they throw you in there and you kind of learn going on. And it feels like you really feel like you're there with yeah. these people and that this could be, you know, a possible future, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just the, those opening with the, the score oh, and the speed. I thought that was incredible. Do you know why they hold up the V? What do you think the V is? That v victory? for victory? V for victory, yeah. Yeah, because the name of like, the state was Oceana. Yeah, Oceana is where they live. Uh, I guess um, you can find a lot of information on this book in this movie. But I guess uh, what is in this world, there are three super states now. That That's all there is. Um, Britain is with like you know North America and a bit yeah. of Africa, whatever. And then there's the uh, East Asia. Yeah. And then, uh, which is like all the, the Asias, the, mm. the, the Hong Kong and China or whatever, Japan. And then there's Eurasia, which is all of Europe, I believe. So those are the three at war. They're at constant war with each other. Um, although Julie, I believe, mentions, doesn't she, that like she thinks it's all... Are they really at war or are well, they just... They, he even said like in that book that he gave him the dictionary and he, he peeled the pages. Mm-hmm. He even said how to keep the uh, masses kind of contained. It's just by having like a fake war that goes nowhere. Just, yeah. like, you're always on the edge of being able to win. And they always kept... Every time they did a news update, they said yeah. like, we're almost there, guys. We can finally see the end of the light of the tunnel. Like, yeah. It doesn't get any further. They just keep saying that. Well, one, one thing throughout this whole film, there's constantly someone talking and this inter- intercom. Yeah. Did you notice the thing about the rations? I didn't catch this. With the chocolate? 
Well, just in all of them, did you notice mm-hmm. like what what they sit they're saying about those rations to no. make? I never caught this, but it it is there. might because um, yeah. someone I work with is a big fan of the book, and he showed it to me, and I checked, and it's like, oh yeah, that that's so cool. Yeah. But they'll say like, so if you listen to one day, they'll say um, rations are decreasing from three pounds to two pounds and then the next day they're like great news rations are going up to to two pounds so technically it's not actually going up they it's going it just went down but they constantly deliver the news it's kind of like they skew it it's kind of like trump where uh yeah they constantly like give you bullshit news it's bad news but they constantly yeah skew it to make it sound like they're always like doing good for you and this they do it with like the blades it's like oh you know we're cutting your blades down from, you know, once every two weeks to once every three months. And the next day it's like, blades are going up to once every two weeks. Yeah. Or can, once every yeah, three months or whatever. Too, yeah, right? exactly. So that's one thing I didn't really catch, but it is yeah. in there if you, if you listen to it. And I thought that was pretty fascinating. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, old speak is pretty much English, but now there's new speak where it's a very like, not really, I don't want to say the word dumbed down, but very kind of basic Yeah, uh, I guess language. it's pared down is what it's been. Yeah, it's it very controlled, uh, limited, basic vocabulary. Um, but yeah, I do. I think that is a cool idea where their their encyclopedias and dictionaries are getting smaller. That's yeah, crazy, right? Um, the setting, uh, as you mentioned, it's very like dark and depressing and dirty yeah. and bleak and it is. I yeah, dank. It definitely has like a distinctive look. It really puts you in that world. Um, which I think again, this there's nothing really uh, charming about it, other than like the uh, one girl singing. He's like, "That's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen." <laughs> Remember that scene? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, so the thought police are out there. They are the ones that, if you know, they catch you doing any individual or independent thinking. Uh, there's good sex and sex crime, so only heterosex is allowed. No gay sex here, and engaging in sexual activities is only allowed for procreation. You can't do it for fun. For fun. Again, these were based on, as we mentioned, the the NKVD, a Soviet secret police force that uh, you know arrested people if you did anti-Soviet remarks or oh, anything. That's crazy. Um, and same thing, yeah, they would put the trials yeah. and f- have the people fabricate their confessions. So it was like the Minister of Truth was the uh, guys who were doing all the torturing. Yeah, well, again, a lot of that torture was based on real torture that mm. the Soviets did. Um, they they would use, like, rubber truncheons. You weren't allowed to put your hands in your pockets, remaining in brightly lit rooms for days. Um, torture, they torture you with provoked rodents, like in this film. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, and then same thing, like in this film, uh, they'd show you, uh, let yourself look in the mirror to see your physical Body clot, like uh, that's crazy. How he pulled out his teeth, yeah, like that. Like that really got me. Like, oh, uh, yeah. That that uh, we'll get a little bit into yeah. the, in the spoiler section about the torture, but yeah, that that's rough, man. Yeah. Like people talk about saw and shit. I can handle yeah. saw. This was this was harder for me. Yeah, um, yeah. So hate week is where they do these rallies. That happens. Like I think it's like two minutes every day or every week or something. Cool. I forget what the number was. But, and they um, were pretty much just offing guys from Eurasia, right? Yeah. They just had them all lined up and they were just like, they weren't even shooting him in the head. They were shooting him in like the knees and shit and then shooting him in the head. Yeah. They're celebrating. They caught the war victims and they're going to kill them all. Uh, we mentioned, so unpersons is when you get caught in this world mm-hmm. and what they do is they pretty much erase you from memory. You, you, didn't, you never existed. Yeah. They get you to confess for your crimes, kill you, and then remove you from all um, you know evidence. And again, that was a real thing. Stalin... 
I didn't even. This is crazy. You can see the picture online because this was in the 30s. But I guess there's there's some guy he you see him hanging out with in, in a meeting with this mm-hmm. one of his loyal buddies buddies, and he ended up killing that guy, and then he actually got them to Photoshop. Photoshop in the 30s, so they airbrushed him out. And if you see the two pictures, like you can't tell someone was there. It's oh, insane that they did it. Like they painted the water and everything exactly. So he would do that. Apparently, too, I, w- I was reading, he would send like like for insight they had encyclopedia anywhere they would have encyclopedias like schools and stuff. They would send in like a page or a picture with notes saying you have to put this over, over the, the that page in the book or put this over that picture or something, Crazy. which is just insane to me. Yeah, there's some other stuff. A double think I want to talk about in the torture, but maybe we'll save a bit of that for the um, yeah, of course, the spoilers. But uh, I mean, yeah, there, there's not really much to say about this film. It's pretty much he meets this girl and she just pretty much hands on okay. note and says, "I love you." The thing is, like he even said, like, "Have you done this before?" Like, yeah, I've had like sex with over a hundred men. Do you think she was lying at that point or no? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, they they pretty much again whether it's love or not or it's just the the, the both the thrill they get yeah. from rebelling yeah, against yeah. the government. <laughs> They're both anti-government. Screwing a stranger is awesome. Right? Well, exactly. <laughs> I I think it's a bit of like fun in yeah. the, you know fuck the government. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it opens up too. He's writing poetry in a book, which you're not allowed to have. He's got mm-hmm. that hidden away. He has his thoughts, his like um, journal and shit. But yeah, they, they get a they get a hotel. Yeah. You're getting lots of nudity in there. <laughs> it's, it's not really that sexy. Though, oh, it's, is no, it? it's not. It, it's yeah. meant to be just kind of yeah. real. Like it's you're it's male and yeah. female, and it's just kind of showing you this is them having yeah. sex. It's not like you're not supposed to get off on yeah. this, these sexual escapades. It's not 1969, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> there is um. There's it's a cool not the summer of love. <laughs> There's a cool place where they go that actually has grass and trees. It's almost like a paradise yeah. in this world. It's like, it's such like um, a drastic parallel to what, yeah, the, the whole movie takes place in this dirty. But they took, they took the train there. there, right? They took the train yeah, there and they screwed yeah. it in the woods and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's there's not really much to this film. It's like them and their kind of relationship. And then yeah. you have like these hate rallies every and once in a while. It was a really depressing scene where he, he goes to, talks about him being a young boy. Yeah. And he steals like his sister, I guess his sister is dying. So his mom gives him like a bar of chocolate or some shit like that and he just steals it and runs out. And that's the last time we saw his folks. And Yeah, I guess it's like because it's such a, like he, he just wanted to go and eat it all himself because yeah. it's such like a treat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, this, this whole movie is depressing, yeah. let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> Uh, do you have anything else to add? Or? No, you want to jump into spoilers? Yeah, we're not we're not good at getting all deep and analytical of these films. Mm. I mean, I don't want to. I don't. I don't even know enough about the politics to really, you know, go too far. Maybe into if you read it, the but, book, we get into it. But movie did. Well, I don't know. Apparently, the book is very close to the movie. Yeah. I actually read about the differences. stuff. they're actually quite mm-hmm. close. But uh, what do? You, yeah, what are your final thoughts? What are you going to give? Nineteen eighty four. Yeah, again, I wish I kind of got like an extra half hour. That's why I was thinking the book would be a lot better because you can actually like dive into like what it all is and it'll show, uh, probably we'll delve a bit deeper into the world. So, I don't know. So, I don't, after that ending, like I didn't want any more Yeah, of yeah, I get it. I'm going to give it 7.5 because even that ending okay. is, we'll get into it, but I, I like yeah. the ending too. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 7 out of 10. Uh, I think it's a really well movie, but it's one of those movies that it's like really good, but 
I don't know when I'm going to be excited to watch yeah. it again. Like, it's like, I'm glad I have it for my collection, but it's not a movie you're going to revisit often. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's just, it's depressing, man. Like out of all the three that we've watched so far, this was the most yeah. depressing. I mean, it was probably the best of the three. I mean, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed a brave new world. Yes. I was saying that was so entertaining, but this yeah. was probably the best yeah. made film. I agree. Um, but yeah, we're just going to go into spoilers. We'll put the time at the bottom. If you don't want the movie spoiled for you, uh, there's just a couple of things we want to talk about briefly. So, uh, yeah, if you want to, uh, if you haven't seen the movie, skip ahead. If you have, and you want to hear our thoughts on the spoilers, here we go. Um, so let's talk about, so about a third into the film, he is caught. You find out that the, the junk shop dealer, yeah. antique dealer, is Set actually a secret agent for the government, as is the O'Brien character that you thought may possibly be on a side that of Rebel. crazy, right? Like, because he set him up like a motherfucker. Yeah, they, they both do. And there's a great scene where they hear the helicopters mm. coming for them, and they lift off the painting on the wall, yep. and Big Brother is there. And that is yeah, fucking creepy. He's been watching awesome. the whole time uh, on the screen. But... um yeah, they're caught, and you think like, ah, oh, you know, they're going to escape or something. Yeah. No. no. They get tortured for like 20 fucking minutes. That's pretty much the movie. It's him just kind of like, and the uh, just trying to um, d- double speak? Yeah, Do double speak, where, yeah, pretty much, uh, I guess it means, it's where like something means two different like in this case, it's two plus two equals five, and he's pretty yeah. much saying like, if, if we tell you two plus two equals five, it and means, everyone says yeah. it, Two plus two equals then five, it, motherfucker. Two plus two equals five, and it takes him a while, and eventually I think yeah. he finally does give yeah. in. And they're just trying to break him. Yeah, and they do. They and yeah, well, it gets to the point where they eventually, he has a fear of rats, and they yeah. fill, put on like a, a cage Jeez. over his head with rats, and they're all like, and those rats were real, and those rats were fucking rabid Dude, and scratching each like, other. Like It was crazy. Like, I'm surprised. There was definitely an animal yeah. abuse in there somehow, I'm yeah. sure, because those rats were crazy in there, but mm-hmm. they're going to let these rats tear apart his face. Yeah, scratch through his eyes, but go he, through his cheek. And, and before it can happen, he gives in and he, he sells out he the girl. Her. And you find out that she admits to you, I sold you thing. out too. Um but yeah, it's it's just like just brutal torture, and by then he's all like beat and scrawny, yeah, and his teeth are all fucked up because they've been electrocuting him, and it's just like it goes on and on, yeah. man. It is fucking depressing. It's hard to watch, and they break him, and then uh, is that room one hundred and one he goes to? Yeah, something like that. Which actually, that two, two plus two equals five. Yeah, it was actually again goes back to uh, the Russia Communist Party. Uh, I guess they had a slogan, and it was pretty much saying. Um, they would do the five-year plan in four years. So uh, okay. everyone would put on their wall, two plus two equals five. That was like the slogans all oh, around. So it's cool how all of that relates to this yeah. movie. But um, yeah, it's depressing. And uh, and now let's talk about, so the very ending, he's been broken. He is, he's clearly going to die, right? Yeah, they pretty much say, I think that they're going you're to gonna, execute him. him. But like everyone else, he's going to confess. Yeah. So instead of, you know, having the rats eat your face, they're going to probably let them hang or something yeah. to death. But yeah, it's a really weird. And she's so, she's going to kill. She's going to get killed too, right? Yeah, I assume so. Yeah. So it ends with he's playing chess by himself and you kind of see that he's been broken, but at the same time, he still knows, like he still is anti-government, still yeah. kind of, still has feelings. I don't know if he has feelings for her, but... Yeah, yeah. There's some they've they've there. broken him, yeah. but they haven't in, yeah. in a sense. Like he still has his way of thinking. Well, but I, I took away from this that he ended up loving the government all along. Like when they said like so? you know, we're, we're on the way to victory, he kind of like leans up and he has tears in his eyes, and I don't know if they're like pride tears or it's like. 
Well, here's something I never caught and I read. Uh, I don't know how true it is, but I guess if you look on the chessboard, the way they're they're set up, he's considering a tactic of going around and hitting the uh, the black army from behind with yeah. the white, the way he's his moving. And then a few minutes later, you hear on the announcer report that Oceanian forces had just defeated the Eurasian army in Africa by using the exact same tactic. Yeah. So it's almost like in his head, they've brainwash him to this whatever it is at the same thing that they've well again that maybe they never did maybe that war is not even going on yeah or, i don't i don't know there's a it's, it could go either way yeah, right yeah that's why i thought this ending was really good it left it up like a motherfucker well it, it leaves it up whether he's been broken or not but either way it doesn't matter because he's, he's gonna going die back. and it's depressing yeah. and they both turn on each other and they're both yeah. gonna die like what a way to end the film yeah there's no hope yeah, They're, they don't leave like you know hope like oh maybe someone else is gonna bring take on the mantle take on yeah start the rebellion again nope it's like nope the two people that did it were caught and they're going to and die tortured and they're gonna die <laughs> um yeah it's fucking depressing this movie. yeah um but yeah I guess that's it for spoilers mm-hmm. uh but yeah I mean the, the film is it's depressing but it is very well done John Hurt's really good in there I well, I think the girl that plays Julia is Hamilton? great as well. And uh, I think everyone is is good in this. Uh, oh, yeah. Burton is good as uh, O'Shea. Yeah, it's just it's a very well made film. The mm. score, the score. I mean, it wasn't something I'd buy and listen to on my own, but in the film, it worked well. Uh, yeah, it's just it's not a, a film you throw on a Sunday afternoon mm. when you're ready to have a good time. Uh, just a couple other things. It's uh, not a beer and uh, chips. No, movie. no, it's not a movie you throw on at midnight mm. with your buddies. A um, couple of just trivia things I just want to mention that uh, I didn't necessarily catch. One thing is this film was uh, shot in April to June of 1984, and apparently that's when the book takes place. That's kind of cool. And uh, the only other thing I got is the ocean soldiers in the film are wearing Soviet Red Army helmets painted black. So, again, another reference there to uh, Russia. Um, there's supposed to be director Paul Greengrass, who's a great director, did the, some of the Bourne sequels, United 93, mm-hmm. great director. Uh, he's been attached to a remake for a while, and I think for like, since 2013 or something crazy. It was supposed to come out in 2019, but I haven't heard anything, so I don't know if that's still happening. They could probably remake this movie. Yeah, but then again, I thought like Fahrenheit 451, they would remake and be awesome, and then I heard that was terrible. So That's a hard one to make, I think. This one, actually, you could... I don't know, though, because this film, like these days would it have to have a big budget and if it has yeah. a big budget could you make a big budget film and expect to make it back because yeah, it's such true. like a bleak this would be like the road yeah <laughs> it's just not a film I don't see audiences you know saying like I Clamoring would need to see that for, for a second or third time and it'd definitely be at the rated R and yeah. I don't know any other thoughts on the, yeah, on the film? Yeah, that's it for me, man. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting film. Uh, again, I'd like to read the book even if it is supposed to be similar to the I movie. I think that would be a good counter like the, the- yeah together because and with well. like the the inner you know narration might yeah. help a bit you know hearing his thoughts and you get to more. get in the world a bit more too you understand what's going on yeah but as a film i mean yeah like it really works i think it's yeah. really interesting a lot of cool ideas in there and everything about it it's a very well-made film it's just not a film for everyone mm-hmm. i would say i mean it's yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen but yeah i'd say that's it um we'll be back you know, there, there's yes, there is other soapman films. We could have covered Brazil, which was shot the same year as this. Kind yeah. of has the same themes, but again, I, 
the latest films are kind of been depressing. I want to end on down a bit of a yeah fun note. Fun note. So we are going to end on the uh, the dystopian equilibrium, which is pretty much Fahrenheit four five one, but with gun ta yeah. with Christian Bale kicking ass. That's a that's a little more of the movie maniac style. Yeah. I feel you know. We we gave you some some of these because we wanted to, to watch them, but uh, we're better at covering the gun kata films than we are these fucking depressing political films. So, uh, yeah, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, if you have any recommendations for films like this, uh, you want to share your thoughts on these films, whatever, uh, you can get a hold of us at uh, moviecitymaniacs at gmail dot com. You can find us on Twitter at moviecitymaniac. And then Facebook, we have a group and like page. Just search Movie City Maniacs. We'd love to, uh, you know, when we throw up the episode, share your thoughts. Uh, do you think this uh, this future is a, is a possibility? Are we <laughs> heading down that way? Um, any other films like this yeah, that yeah, you would recommend? Threads. Well, maybe one day we'll, we'll do a part two or something. Uh, Threads the day after and uh, something else. Yeah, we, that's that's in our future too, which yeah. again, is it, it's going to be like this. We're just going to be yeah. depressed by the end of it. Exactly. They're like films I want to see. I've been wanting to see, but then when you watch them in a row, you're like, yeah, I'm, I don't want to watch these. Yeah, we're done. Um, but again, after this, after Equilibrium, we are also going to do our action-packed oh, series. Man. So again, we're we're going down in dirty and bleak. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna come back with some Seagal running and Van Damme throwing kicks and oh, doing splits for no reason. doing one-liners. And anyways, it's been fun, guys. Big Brother's watching, so be careful. See you later, brother. Stay scared, sister. Two plus two is five. Two plus two is five. Two plus two is five.